You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Talk Podcast, where we do predictions, news, and beyond for each NXT and WWE pay-per-view. And now, here are your hosts, Travis, the Varsity Villain Terry, and the MH Show himself, Michael Hensley. What is up, everybody? This is the Pro Wrestling Talk Podcast with your host with the most, the varsity villain himself, Travis Terry. That's me and your co-host, Michael P.S. Hensley. Michael, say hello to everybody. Welcome, everybody, to COC Podcast. The COC Podcast. And this, and what you imagine what COC stands for, that's the Clash of Champions post show. And today we're going to be doing the post show of our reactions on Clash of Champions 2019 live from the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. We just got done watching the show, and we're on our way back to Jackson, where we reside. Um, but you can always follow us at Pro Wrestling Talk on Pro Wrestling TLK on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us on iTunes as well. Subscribe uh, on Spotify as well. Anchor, where we're recording right now. You can always send us messages on there. Download the app on Google Play, Anchor. I mean, Google Play, uh, iTunes, wherever you can download apps. It's on there, and it's free. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, you can follow me as well at TravisTerry2 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, I'm on YouTube as well, tterry 4 um, And that's the works, pretty much, tterry 4 We can find me on everything else, gaming or YouTube-related. Mike, you want to go ahead and give your shout-outs for the evening? You can follow me at MHShow21, MHSHOW21 on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram play on uh, youtube and definitely check out youtube there might be a video going up tonight tonight it just depends on what i get into but more most likely it'll be tonight <laughs> um yeah and definitely go over and check out also a youtube channel called yummy teeth yep. <sighs> just go check it out i know it sounds weird but check it out it's a funko thing and there's other things like the shed, shed. what the it is in the shed <laughs> we'll never know that's what everybody's asking. That's what's got Twitterverse going crazy and the WWE Universe. Yep. Speaking of the WWE Universe, I know one thing. It was a clash of champions. Most definitely. 11 matches, Thanks 10 so. title matches. Yep. But we'll get into that in a minute. We first got to do our little plug on uh, our collar and elbow. Yep. And Terry will take that away. Yep. And collarandelbowbrand.com. Use that promo code PWT, and that stands for Pro Wrestling Talk at the checkout, and you can save 10% on your order. They've got a lot of new merch over there, guys, so definitely go over there and uh, check them out. It's on collarandelbowbrand.com, and you can use the promo code PWT at that checkout. Uh, WrestleRumble.com. I'm sure they'll have one here for Hell in the Cell, the prediction. Um, predictions they have, you can go over there and spend a little bit of money and have a chance to win a big prize or a free entry into the uh, the next pay-per-view prediction. Um, so definitely go over there and follow them on all social media platforms that are on everything there, WrestleRumble.com. Um, we'll go ahead and jump right into the card. Again, we had 11 matches and uh, uh, well, yeah, two pre-show matches and Which 11 matches total. Which we did. We watched them all. We watched them all, and we actually got a chance to watch the pre-shows here this time. You know, we actually got there on, on time and watched everything, so it was good. But we'll first start off with the first pre-show of the match. 
of the night was uh, <clears throat> Drew Gulak versus Humberto Calario and Lince Dorado for the triple threat or triple threat match for the Cruiserweight Championship. This match went on 10 minutes and 5 seconds. It was a pretty good match. You had a lot of uh, nice high spots in the match. You got the first time for myself seeing Humberto Calario. I thought he was a, a good in-ring worker. Has a nice look to him, I think. Um, he, he's got a bright future, I believe. You're saying that because you thought he looked like you. He did. Yeah, he did kind of favor me. If you guys can go over and look at my Facebook page or Twitter or whatever, I'm on there. And then look at Humberto Calario. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> but, uh, no, in all reality, though, this match was solid. But with your winner of the, ma- the night, Drew Gulak retained his Cruiserweight Championship. I thought it was good. Again, where it was on pre-show, it always docks it a little bit. But still, I thought it was a good match. Had a, a couple good high spots in the match. Had a, a, some nice uh, spots from Gulak and Calario and Dorado. So they all performed well. Thought it was good. Um, I'd give it probably out of 10, around a 7.25 out of 10. Thought it was good, but again, where it's on pre-show, it just hurts it a lot because you've not got all of your hours there. You've not got all the fans in the stands, which during that first pre-show, there was a lot of open seats there on camera side, you could tell. But then after the you know the next pre-show match happened, they started to kind of fill up a little bit. But um, that's all I really got to say about that match. Mike, what's your thoughts on the, uh, the match? That's the color. Oh, man. I thought it was actually a pretty good match. I enjoyed it. I thought they had some really good spots. Gulak come out victory at the victorious at the end after Humberto almost had it. He so did. He almost pre-show had it. prediction, my pre-podcast pay-per-view yep. prediction, almost had it, and he got didn't get it. it Gulak so- retained. So uh, good matches overall. I give it a seven point <coughs> seven five. Strong 7-5. I thought it was a really good pre-show match, actually. It was. Then that just go ahead and jump into the next pre-show match, which was um, the United States Championship match. Cedric Alexander versus AJ Styles. Cedric come out really fast and looked like he almost beat AJ instantly within 10 seconds. Yep. AJ kind of got control and then basically dominated. Yeah. And even, like, did his finish on the outside, rolled him in there. One, two. And he's the one that let him kick out. And, like, no, it ain't over. And it's like, oh, Cedric's going to win. Yep. Nope, actually, uh, Cedric got the momentum for like a split second, but then AJ got right back and just forearm, then did his finisher, one, two, three, and that, that was, was it. Nice. And then uh, the OC came out there and beat him up after the match, too. No interference, straight up clean win. Yep. AJ looked really strong. This match, 6-8. Um, yeah, solid. I mean, it was – there was – I mean, it was just a quick match pre-show. You knew the time, the timer kept popping up, so you knew it was ending soon. Yeah. The, I mean – the only thing suspenseful is I kind of thought Cedric was actually going to win after the way AJ was acting, but it just really just made AJ look strong and Cedric not that strong. And honestly, for Charlotte or for him to be in his hometown and stuff like that, I'd rather seen a little bit more out of him. I'd rather seen AJ being cocky, then Cedric getting the upper hand, then the OC come to an interference. Yeah. But I mean, the only case you were going to end this feud, and I guess that's what they were doing with the draft because they did officially announce the draft yeah. is happening October 11th and the 12th. I think's the dates. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's a big thing. I think they might just be trying to get a lot of these feuds done. Yeah. So, maybe they'll fight again here on Raw or something like that or two weeks. And that'll be into that. But 6.8. Nothing special. I thought I expect a lot more. But once I got moved to pre-show, my expectations went down tremendously. And uh, 6.8. I can piggyback off what Mike said there. Six eight's a fair ranking for me. Again, works pre-show and AJ had a lot of control. Uh, it would have been good. You know, our, uh, that match was four minutes fifty-five seconds. So quick match. <clears throat> you know, you had the cruiserweight match go longer than that one. So it was like it was pretty much AJ. A lot of AJ offense and a little bit of uh, Cedric offense there at the beginning. But 
Uh, you know, pre-show, it wasn't much. I, you know, six, eight's fine with me on that. But we'll jump on into the match, the first match of the, of the evening, which was the Raw Tag Team Championship match, which we kind of all thought would maybe open up the show. Uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, which was your current champions. This match went on nine minutes and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 40 seconds. I thought the match was, uh, it was all right for what it was worth. I mean, it, it kind of just honestly felt like a... Uh, a raw tag team match, a straight up raw tag team match. I thought nothing really special happened in the match. I didn't think. I mean, it was okay. I'd give it just a solid seven out of ten, just a little bit better than uh, AJ and uh, Cedric. I thought it was okay. But with your winners, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler are your new raw tag team championship. And how it happened, pretty much at the end, um, Braun was running to do his shoulder shrug to Dolph, and Dolph moved out of the way, which then he hit um, Bobby. Which then hit Seth. I think that's how it went. Or Seth hit Bobby. Either one. Either way. Now Seth got hit se- uh, second, so he hit Bobby. Then he hit Seth, and then Braun ended up trying to run, and then Dolph Ziggler threw him out of the ring, and uh, then it ended up Bobby Roode caught uh, Dolph Ziggler in the uh, glorious DDT. So it was kind of uh, one of them things, kind of like we thought would happen. A little animosity. Shout out Byron um, in, in the match where Braun would he- accidentally hit Seth, and that cost him the, the championship. Um, Seven solid seven out of ten. Nothing really special happened. They did lose the, the tag titles, which now Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler hold. Uh, Mike, you got anything to add on that? Yeah, I just thought it was done really bad there at the end. I mean, he could have at least just straight up drilled Seth or something like that. I mean, because he hit yeah. Bobby and then he hits into Seth. Right. But then it's like Ziggler does the whole thing of pulling the rope down, Braun goes out. And then it's just like Seth and Bobby's just right there, and then Bobby just grabs him, does the DDT, and one, two, one, three. two, three, and it's like he's your universal champion, right. going to your main event, and he just straight up got, straight up. I mean, it's a clean win, yeah, clean. There was like no interference, no cheating, nothing. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a disappointment. I thought there should have been like maybe a table spot or something like that, but somehow it go wrong, and Seth ended up going through a table or something like that. Yeah, I, I just wasn't really huge on that, especially the way the main event ends up going. With, like, Braun act like he kind of had an injury the whole time. Yeah. And Seth was just, I, I don't know. I, I felt like there could have just been more, which we'll get into the main event stuff later. Yeah. Um, Seven, like he said, is better than Cedric and them, but honestly, it's not, like, much better. Yeah. I don't feel like, I, I mean, basically, it was just Seth and Braun, but, I mean, it didn't feel, like, really special by any means at, at all. Not really, no. And Braun, I mean, Bra, um, Robert and Ziggler, I just felt like was a meh. So. Yeah. Seven, I can agree with that. Then that takes us into her next match, which was uh, um, Charlotte and Bailey. I think so. Yeah, Charlotte and Bailey. Yeah. Bailey came out doing her good girl entrance still and stuff like that. Inflatable two men. Inflatable two men. Yeah, was there. Yeah. Charlotte did her entrance and stuff, and decent reaction. Not like crazy, like I thought she would in her hometown. Yeah. Um, this match was decent. It's nothing spectacular. It wasn't nothing really great. Nothing to go home about, yeah. Uh, the match ends after um, Bailey or Charlotte is trying to get to Bailey, but Bailey's like hiding behind the ref, basically. Yes. She takes the turnbuckle off the bottom one. Charlotte does a sweet circle spin move yes. and uh, gets thrown into the bottom turnbuckle, hits her head on that the exposed turnbuckle. One, two, three. And then Bailey grabs out and runs out of the stadium, basically. Yep. Nothing special. Uh, honestly, pretty flat match for the most part. Um, which there was a couple times I thought Charlotte might win and stuff like that, but 
Let's see here. What was the time on that match? Time, time on that match, official time from Wikipedia, was three minutes and 45 seconds. Saying, so it felt, it's not. It felt fast. I mean, yeah. like, it felt really fast to me. Um, seven. Yeah. Maybe a little less than a seven. I'll just go seven, though, because it's women. I mean, if they'd been men did the same thing, I'd probably give it a little less. But since it was the women, mm-hmm. I'll give them a seven. Honestly, wasn't huge on it. Yeah, same here. I was going to give it a six-five. Honestly, I mean, I thought it was just it was what it was. It's three minutes and forty-five seconds, and Charlotte had hit the sweet spin move, and I was wondering what they was doing, and then we didn't really know until you know he was uh, she was getting pinned that there was an exposed turnbuckle there, so it's kind of threw from off guard for me, especially I, I didn't really see that coming, but. Is what it is. We'll move on. And this match here, the next match was the Revival versus the New Day <coughs> for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. This match went on 10 minutes and 15 seconds. We actually didn't get to check this match out, so we may have to try to go back and watch this one. I don't want to give it a fair ranking because I didn't really, we didn't, either me or Michael didn't really see what happened to this, and we was going out to get some uh, some drinks and uh, some uh, some dipping dots and things. I ate some a few snacks for the and show. And they was out of dip nuts. We got some uh, Sour Patch Kid flavored ones and some, uh, uh, I think, a rainbow one. And then the other one was just like confetti. a confetti. And they would pop in your mouth, so it was kind of weird. But they was all right, though. But anyway, um, this match, the Revival did win by submission. They won via submission, 10 minutes and 15 seconds. I'm not sure. I would say this match was decent, but I can't really grade it. You know, we didn't see it. But, I mean, the Revival did win. And they kind of threw shots at the New Day afterwards, calling the stuff the old times is back. You know, how they're they're rough and, uh, you know, rough and rigged there where they're, uh, you know, kind of old school like. So, they brought that up in their promo afterwards. But, again, I can't grade it. But, Mike, do you have anything else to add on that at all? No, from the highlights, it looked like a decent match, but didn't look nothing tremendous. I mean, like we said, we really can't get a fair grade on this match. Yeah. Revival, I mean... And like I said in the pre one, putting the titles on them, I don't know what it really does at this point. Yeah, true. They keep putting the titles on, but then they don't do nothing with them. So they'll probably do nothing again with them, and they'll lose it before the draft or after the draft. It wouldn't shock me if they're like one of the first title changes after or before the draft. So yeah, um, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, not a whole lot to add on that. Was again, we didn't get to catch the matches. We was walking in, they was doing their promo as they won. So we'll move on into the next match though. We did get to watch was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus T- the Team Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. This match went on nine minutes and five seconds with uh, still your champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, they retained, I mean, I don't know. It really just kind of felt like a SmackDown tag match to me. It really did. Or a Raw tag match or whatever you want to call it. They're, it's both branded. It just felt like a record. Yeah, SmackDown Women's Tag Titles. But, I mean, you know, it It kind of just felt... I mean, there's nothing really special happened. Alexa Bliss dressed up as, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Harley Quinn uh, again, you know, on that. So, they uh, that was kind of a special type thing there. And Mandy and them, you know, they dressed in their normal gear. So, I mean, it wasn't really nothing like no spectacular entrances or anything of that nature. It was just a solid match. I'd give it a 6, 8 out of 10. I thought this match is a little bit better than, uh, you know, uh, Bailey, uh, Bailey and Charlotte. I thought it was a little bit better than that one, but nothing, you know, nothing to go home about again. Kind of, it's it's a skippable match. Um, nine minutes five seconds with Bliss and Nikki winning. I really not got a lot else to add on that. Uh, six or six nine, six nine out of ten. Yeah. But what you what do you got? Mike? I actually thought it was a decent tag match because most of the tag matches they've had the women have sucked on. So I thought this one was decent. We was all entertained. Yeah. We've all watched it and actually paid attention. So I'd probably give it a 7-5 just for that fact. Yeah. 
Because usually in these women matches, not being sex sexist or anything like that, most of these tag matches just really haven't really been that good. But I thought it was decent for what it was. I didn't really wasn't huge on the ending, but I thought it was actually pretty decent though. I give it. A, I was wanted to seven four, but I just made round out seven five. Round it out to seven five. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was a decent little match. Like you said, nothing special. It's skippable. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, then I don't know what was next. I can't think. Yeah, I was trying to think of myself just as then what the next match was. But we got them all pulled up here and over here. So next match was Shinsuke Nakamura with Sami Zayn versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, Again, one of the, what hurt it for me for this match here, and this match went on nine minutes and 35 seconds, if you were wondering. Um, but the way it just hurt me for this match here was the feud just wasn't really good building up to this match. It was kind of just Miz got through into the fire there towards just about a week or so ago. And it's not really, nothing really to build up on. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura did win this match uh, with the help, a lot of help from Sami Zayn. You know, Miz actually hit... Uh, Shin with the skull crushing finale, then Sami Zayn went over there and was messing with the ref, and Sami Zayn got involved a lot in this match, and Shinsuke ended up hitting the Kinshasa from the back of the head to Miz and retaining his title with a lot of help from Sami, so <clears throat> a lot of outside interference there. Uh, it kind of hurts the match for me. I would give it a 6-8 six, six, out of 10. Just, I mean... It's just Shinsuke retained me, which I like Shinsuke, and I like the Miz, too. And I like Sami Zayn. I like them all, but it just really didn't do anything for me, honestly. I, I wasn't really intrigued. Uh, nine minutes, 35 seconds with Shinsuke retaining. Mike, what's your thoughts on that match? Uh, I mean, it was decent. It was a longer match, it felt like, actually, one of the longer ones. Yeah, crowd was into it, and they kept mentioning Miz would be winning the breaking the record for most IC titles. Which I think is held by Jericho. Oh, so yeah. I was kind of shocked when they mentioned that. I'm like, God, I should have picked the Miz. Yeah, yeah. But they went with Nakamura. So I don't know. I thought I kind of thought Miz was going to win if they're moving to Fox and all that. And if that title's going to stay on uh, SmackDown, I'm like, yeah, they'll probably make it Miz because he's more of a household name than Nakamura is. Right. But I'm like, you may want to get that Asian market and stuff like that. So I, it, it was decent. Like the finish was nothing special. Uh, Maybe they can actually build more of a feud around this. Yeah, but, I could get behind it if they will. Yeah, I mean, just Nakamura and Sammy together is just really random to me still. It like, is. Yeah. Uh, which random groups a lot of times do end up shockingly working, but this is one right now I'm just like, eh. Yeah. I don't know about it. 7-5 um, as well as the women. Same as women's. I mean, I thought it actually had a pretty good finish, and I thought the end, the crowd was actually really into this match at the end, which is a big problem for a lot of the night. The crowd yeah, just was dead a lot. Yeah. yeah, but for the most part, I felt like the crowd actually was generally into this match and did care and wanted the Miz to win. Yeah. Some of these they other ones. They Miz a lot. Yeah, they, they was generally wanting Miz to win. Yeah. So the crowd did care about this, unlike some of these <laughs> later ones and stuff, and yeah. earlier ones. Um, so I'll give it a 7-5. thought it was decent. Maybe they can start building an actual legit feud now. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully it continues. I mean, I like both, all three of the guys involved, so hopefully they do something. Uh, but the next match here, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. This match went on solid 20 minutes, and this was for the Raw uh, Tag Team Championship. Sasha Banks does defeat Becky Lynch by disqualification, but not kind of the, not the way me and Mike kind of thought it would go with the Nat Natalia interference. Um, I thought this match was, was pretty good. I, you know, we voted it all as match of the night. I thought it was good. Um uh, you know, I, th I thought it was a great match. You know, at the ending, you know, I, I understand what they're doing. They're continuing the feud to Hell in the Cell, which makes a lot of sense. Um, Becky Lynch ends up 
Sasha Banks brings the chair into the ring as, you know, she's like, well, she's going to get disqualified right here. But the ref pulls the chair away and throws it over to the side of the ring. And Becky ends up getting the chair and uh, swinging it at Sasha. And Sasha ducks and hits the referee, which that, you know, no bells ring or anything, but we all, you know, can see that Becky is disqualified. They get up into the uh, arena and fight a little bit. Um, you know, do a lot of stuff there. Sasha gets some mustard squirted on her. That was kind of a topic of, of my, you know, I just seen a lot of that. I just seen the mustard. I thought that was funny as heck. But, um, and then they bring back into the uh, into the ring there and fight a little bit. And uh, But Becky is your uh, champion still, though, with the, via disqualification. Sasha Banks does win, but Becky walks out as champion. I'd, I'd give this match an 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was really good, and it does continue their feud on out to Hell in a Cell, which hopefully, like we was talking after the show, hopefully this is actually a Hell in a Cell match at the next pay-per-view, which Sasha has main evented uh, in, in a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view against Charlotte a few years back. So I could see them definitely going that route again of having Sasha versus Becky in a Hell in a Cell, which would be cool. I'd be a fan of that. really would. Uh, 20 minutes, solid 20 minutes even. This I'd give it an 8.5 out of 10. Sasha wins via disqualification. Mike, what's your thoughts on the match? To me, this was the highlight of the show. Um, the match itself, I'd give an 8.1, but the segment together, storyline, I'd give it 8.5. I thought, actually, it, they nailed it out of the ball, knocked it out of the ballpark. Because I didn't think they needed to be a clear winner in this match. You know, he's predicting some natty interference or something. We figured Sasha would win yeah. by DQ. But don't make it just stupid where it's just – but I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Sasha cheating and using the weapon and actually going in there and pinning her, almost winning. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, she's going to win because of the weapon. But then, no, then Sasha, Becky picks the chair up and then just sharp swings and hits the ref and stuff. I, I thought it was all done good. And then going to the audience, I thought it was actually a really good highlight of the show and probably one of the, the better spots of the night by far, I felt like. Yeah. And actually was booked good, and it actually was good storytelling going forward. Like, I, as soon as I, after it happened, I said, you know, I'm actually excited for Hell in a Cell. I think Hell in a Cell is going to be a really good card because I'm like, you're going to have The Fiend versus whoever in the main event in a Hell in a Cell match probably, and then you're going to have Sasha because where they went outside and went up in the crowd, more most likely Sasha Hell Becky is going to be a Hell in a Cell match. Which is fine. I'm like, that's two matches that's completely sold me. The rest of the card don't really care too much for. It, it don't matter. Yeah. I want a good card, but, I mean, that's the main two selling points. For me at the next pay-per-view, so, congratulations. You actually did a good job on this one, WWE, I must say. Yep. Um, and especially for the women, because I feel like a lot of it, they've been dropping the ball recently on the women. And I ain't just saying, you know, I just felt like it's just been done bad. Like, I think they have potential chances to do pretty good. I ain't saying just because it's the women. I'm just saying just in general, because they did this with a lot of feuds, too. I mean, just the men also. But on the women, it seems like every time they got anything good setting up, they screw it up. And it's just like even with uh, the men with the Roman and Rowan thing, I thought they kind of screwed up on it a little bit, the Daniel Bryan and stuff. But we'll get into that here in a few minutes. Yeah. But, I mean, not screwed up tonight, but just in general in their feud, like long-term Jeopardy. Um, but, yeah, I give it the whole segment overall an 8.5, the match itself an 8.2. I thought it was pretty good, though. And uh, excited for Hell in a Cell on that one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's leading up to a great uh, Hell in a Cell, a few Hell in a Cell matches that we potentially could have. So hopefully WWE follows through with it. And we we forgot to mention that uh, in the ta- women's tag title match, oh, the twenty four yeah. seven champion. Well, because our truth was shown during like the backstage thing, 
which I was peeing during that part, so that I missed the same it. Was, uh, Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross was doing their like interview, just hyping up the match, and our truth had the microphone. Was like, and then it got kind of too close to Nikki Cross and Bliss, and like, what the heck is that? And then she's like, oh, sorry, don't mind me, I'm just uh, interviewing Carmella and all this stuff. And then Bliss gets on the microphone, and says, I repeat to everybody in the building, our truth is in the building, and then everybody starts chasing our truth down the hallway, you know, from there. And during the match, our <laughs> truth come out to the ring. And Bliss rolled him up and got a two count during the women's tag yeah. title match. Yeah, I forgot about that. And uh, he ended up getting away, keeping the title. Archer does walk out the championship that night, but that was the only real thing was the 24-7. So technically the 24-7 title was defended in the ring during Clash of Champions. It was, so, so it was defended. Technically there was 11 titles on the line the night. Yeah. And 12 total matches officially if you count the, the <laughs> him getting rolled up. So, yeah. um, but anyways, that takes us. Is, is it to Rowan and Roman? No, that'd be Kofi and no, Orton. No, Kofi and Orton. So, Kofi and Orton was the next match. Yeah. I don't really know what to say. I mean, the match was, was better than the SummerSlam match, but it still wasn't like tremendous. Yeah. Um, I thought he got, got him with a pretty decent RKO. I don't know. I just feel like this match should have probably been like a no DQ match. I feel like this probably where your no DQ stipulation should have probably been for your pay per view. Or, I mean, do something. I I really feel like Orton should have got DQ'd this time. I feel like because Kofi got DQ'd the first time, so Orton got DQ'd this time, which is BS and fans are going to be mad as crap. But then that sets up a hell in a cell. No DQs. Basically, last man standing thing. Be all in, dog. And that would actually be a really neat stipulation to a hell in a cell, last man standing. Like, literally, you're not leaving that cage. The last man that's able to stand in that cell is your champion. That would have been cool, and that would have been a neat stipulation, something they've not did yet before. Yeah. That would have been neat. Um, or had a double count out on this one and stuff like that. That would be what I'd done. I'd, neither one could make it to their feet. And it'd be like, yeah. you know, then they'd challenge them to a, you know, um, Orton be like, I'll be the last man standing like that. And Kofi be like, well, you know what? We'll, we'll do it inside the Hell in a Cell, too. How about that? And that would have been really neat. Or just in general, had a last man standing match, but then at Hell in a Cell, actually just have them lower the cell during the match. And then it's like, oh, crap, so that would have been a neat little thing they could have did. But anyways, this match I felt was decent. It was nothing great. Um, seven, Kofi Kingston wins straight up. Yeah. Um, probably the end of the feud i guess because there was imagine. nothing i mean kofi celebrated tall and tall and happy and so i mean i don't know i kind of felt like if you're gonna do the SummerSlam screw job kind of finish thing i think you should have probably done something here that would have set up a hell in a cell and that could really give you three big hell in a cell matches yeah. you could have had like a kofi and orton set on their feud this is it no matter what becky and uh sasha and then your universal title match the fiend versus whoever yeah um no spoilers yet on that folks yeah um but yeah i give it a seven it was decent nothing special uh, better than their SummerSlam match i'll give them that yeah i was going to give it the exact same ranking on ranking honestly i thought it was a okay match a, a step ahead a step ahead of their uh, SummerSlam match which is not saying a whole whole lot but i'd give it a seven and this match did go on 20 minutes and 50 seconds it was actually the longest match of the night uh, by 50 seconds, looks like here. So that was the longest match of the night we had. Which Orton? Go ahead. Which last year Orton fought Jeff Hardy in the Hell in a Cell. And that was actually one of the better matches the whole night. So yeah, I felt like if you had Orton Orton versus Kofi in a real brutal Hell in a Cell match, I felt like that could have been really good. So, yeah. 
we'll see. They still could, but honestly, I feel like you kind of took away from it having just a straight up finish here tonight. Yeah, I agree 100 there. That could have been cool, cool something cool to happen. But again, Kofi uh, de- uh, defeats Orton there in 20 minutes and 50 seconds. Um, solid match, nothing to go home about again. But next, we move on into the no DQ match, which went on 17 minutes and 25 seconds, which was Eric Hart, Eric uh, Rowan <laughs> versus Roman Reigns. And I might spoiler have spo- alert. Spoiler alert. Um, you know, this match was all right. It was, it was a good back-and-forth match. Had a lot of physical spots. Well, it sucked a lot of it, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> In the it, middle, it was – Yeah. It started off pretty decent. Yeah. I, I like the spot there where uh, Rowan did kind of like a, like a spear-type just run-over move to uh, Roman Reigns. I thought that was a cool spot there. They did that, and, you know, they got the tables involved and stuff. Um, and then towards the end of the match here, kind of started slowing down a little bit. But then, you know, as – Roman's like up on the uh, the Titan or the rampway. Here comes somebody running. It is uh, none other than Luke Harper. I come out of nowhere, and I was I was really shocked when that happened myself. I was like, well, I did not expect Luke Harper to be anywhere near WWE at, at this point, you know, because I I thought he was gone from WWE, but you know he he comes back and uh, he teams up with um, Eric Rowan and. Eric Rowan gets the win. He does beat Roman Reigns. <laughs> I could call in the, the prediction podcast. You know, hopefully. I was like, I hope Rowan wins somehow. And then I thought it might have been uh, interference from Daniel Bryan, you know, helping him, you know, uh, you know, uh, Rowan still attack Daniel Bryan. But I thought Daniel Bryan may try to make it up to him and, you know, help out Rowan during that match. But um, Luke Harper comes out and helps Eric Rowan. Uh, defeat Roman Reigns and they leave him in a mess there on that as they uh, Luke Harper did his big clothesline where if he calls it his finishing move thought that was cool and it was a cool way to bring back Luke Harper like I said I get I didn't see that I, I come out of nowhere in my eyes I thought but um overall I thought the match was a mm, 7.25 thought it was all right um and with the addition of Luke Harper coming in there and the shock element I thought that that added a whole lot to that match and that match, and this match went on 17 minutes and 25 seconds. So a lot of physical <coughs> stuff happened during the match. But Eric, Eric Rowan is your winner, and he had he debuted a new theme song and some gear. What's the theme song? I thought was pretty cool, and his gear was kind of. Eh, I didn't really care much for his gear, but I thought his theme song was cool. Uh, Mike, what's your thoughts on the match? The thought it started off good, and the middle really sucked because they just was just basically submission holds in the middle of the ring. I'm like, this is a no DQ. I'm like, use weapons, my God. Yeah. Don't just use your brute strength and throw them into the turnbuckle and clothesline and put them. In. I'm like, I don't know. You got no DQs. Use that to your advantage. Just be brutal. That's what you need to be right now. Yeah. But like, and they had some good spots like the choke slam through the tables and stuff, or the power bomb through the table and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was good. I mean, they had some pretty decent little spots there. Uh, the Harper element I really liked a lot. I'm glad it wasn't Daniel Bryan because when Roman was standing on the top of the stage, I'm like, Daniel Bryan's going to come out and hit him from behind or something like that. Yeah. So I'm happy with the Harper because that – because, I mean, everybody pretty much knows at this point. Long term, this feud's going to end up being Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Yeah. So now adding Luke Harper in there, you've added a new element. You've got a whole other thing, another part of your story. Yeah. That way you can keep Roman and Daniel Bryan away from each other a little longer maybe towards a big Survivor Series match. Maybe that's what this is setting up for because you've already got Luke Harper and you've got Eric Rowan. Daniel Bryan will be your team leader and then like two more members, maybe Otis and Tucker or something like that. Somewhere there, yeah. Somebody that needs uh, needs something, you know. Yep. So, or maybe they can find two other guys that just need it right now. Um, we'll let the brand split. I mean, they might throw Corbin on that team and just throw in. 
Yeah, so maybe that that's the way this all can be set up, and it'll be set up for Team Daniel versus Team Roman, and then that you know, then it'll lead to the whatever TLC, whatever December pay per view is. Yeah, I think they changed it around. I thought they might have switched it early, but I can't think right off what it's been. It's usually been TLC, but you know, but whatever. That December pay per view. Yeah, so you can set up a big match there, or wait till the hold off till Royal Rumble and have that as one of the big matches. That's actually not the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. Maybe the winner of that gets like the thirtieth spot or something like that, and the loser gets number one. Could do that. Then make like Roman lose, and then have Daniel Bryan come out thirtieth, Roman come out first. You know, something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Or the winner gets in the rumble, and the loser don't. And that can be a way that Roman don't win, and he can't don't qualify for the Royal Rumble, and it'd be mm-hmm. something different. And then you, I mean, you can honestly then have like you don't know, have interference and have Roman come out there and screw Daniel Bryan out of the Royal Rumble and maybe even set up for Roman and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania and that's the end yeah. of that feud be all in all mm-hmm. um, but knowing them they won't do nothing like that they'll, <laughs> Daniel Bryan will probably come out tomorrow night and announce he, or on Raw or SmackDown announce he's part of their group and they'll fight at uh, Hell in a Cell knowing them so <laughs> or they'll fight on the first SmackDown it, 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 when it goes to Fox just to try to get ratings so yeah. Um, but yeah this match I'd give it overall a 7-4. I just felt like it could have been way more brutal. Yeah. You know, I, I felt like there should have just been way more weapon spots in it. I think he should just beat it. He has a dang bulletproof vest on. Beat him to death with a kendo stick. It ain't <laughs> yeah. really going to hurt him. Not going to hurt, no. Uh, but that that's my biggest downfall with this whole thing. I was happy to see Eric Rowan win. If I would have been there in person right now, I'd have probably been going screaming into this thing. Going how that's the greatest moment I've seen since Rowan versus uh, The Rock at WrestleMania 32. What a moment! But um, yeah, that's all I pretty much got to say about that. And that takes us main event. Main event. Yep. Main event. Braun Strowman challenges uh, Seth Rollins, which this is the first legit opportunity Braun's had at the World Champ- Universal Championship. I just found that out tonight. Personally. Did not know that. Michael Cohen then let us inform. They informed us. Braun, this is his the first legit chance. So. I guess the, the other five or six times he's fought for the title have not been legit. So They've not been legit. It was on the pre-show. It don't count. <laughs> it was a dark match. It don't count. Um, this match was... I don't know how I really feel. I mean, I felt like first it started off decent. Then I kind of felt like the crowd was really dead for this match. It was. For the longest time, the crowd was dead. And, I mean, I'll jump right into it there at the end. I mean... Seth hits a curb stomp. Braun kicks out of one. Seth hits another one. He kicks out of two. And then he hits a third one. It's like, well, this is probably it. Kicks out. Then Seth does the pedigree and hits another curb stomp. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's it. That's it. He was was done. I wasn't too thrilled with this because Braun is a Carolina boy. They was not really too happy with this ending. So, I mean... (sighs) I was really well. He got. He did go up and get, go. He did hit one power slam, didn't he? He did. He got one power slam on Seth, and after he got hit a third curb stomp, so he got he hit a power slam. Yeah. Seth kicked out. Uh, then he went for another one. Then he reversed into a pedigree. I think. Yeah. Or see, he kept hitting him in the back of the leg, and that kept taking Seth. No, he got he, him up in the power slam. Yeah, his leg that's what. Or, yeah, see, that's he, right. he, yeah, cause so he didn't the, hit the power slam. They kept going the whole thing because Braun at one point during the match jumped off the top rope, yeah. did like a splash, but destroyed his leg somehow he act like and like the whole time after that his leg was just destroyed he yeah, act like yeah. and that kind of took away from me a little bit but I mean overall I mean the match itself 7-7 seven, seven. yeah it's fair 
nothing spectacular. I mean, it was probably the second best match of the night, I would say, in my opinion, my personal opinion. Um, I was rooting for Braun. I mean, I'm just kind of anti-Seth a little bit, kind of. I mean, Seth's a great wrestler, but I'm kind of bored of him. Butch, I know we're always bored of everybody, and you hear me on every <laughs> podcast. I'm basically bored of any of them. I want Kofi to lose. Like, I always want people just to lose the title, be yeah. champion, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Seth wins 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah. yeah, and I'll piggyback off with Mike. I thought it was a good match, and 7-7's uh, <coughs> seven, fair. I'd, I'd give it 7-7, seven, 7-8, seven, seven, around that range. I was going to give it around the high. Not a, not a solid 8, but I thought it was around the high 7's range, I thought. thought the match was pretty good. Um, you know, Seth does retain the title. Michael explained the whole match there pretty much on There's that. no video package before the No match. video package. That, that always takes away from the match for me. Right. Yep, exactly. And this match went on a solid 11 minutes even. I was going to say the time limit on that. It was just 11 minutes that went. And after the match, you know, we kind of all like, okay, whatever, you know, what, you know, what's what's going to happen next? Seth Rollins is at the top of the, uh, the rampway, you know, celebrating as he always does. And the lights go out. And it's none other than the fiend himself. Uh, the fiend himself comes out, um, and you know the lights go out. He he puts him. He does the uh, sister Abigail to him. Uh, he's laid out, and the music, the eerie music in the background. And then he finally he gets him in the mandible claw, puts the mandible claw on him, puts Seth to sleep or whatever you want to call it, and knocks him out with the, He's ch- choking on his <laughs> choking on his own uh, you know, fingers there on that whatever, but. <clears throat> that was cool. That that made really the it wouldn't technically you know add into the match, but you know afterwards that added to the whole pay per view aspect of it. I thought I thought that was a cool moment. Um, definitely a fan of that. I thought that was cool. Uh, the so it looks like it's going to be the Fiend versus Seth Rollins here maybe in the Hell in a Cell, yeah. like we hoped. You know, so that that'll be awesome. And I really really am rooting for the Fiend to win. I think he almost yeah. about has to win. You know, where he's been built up for so, so long here, and he's finally been the Fiend. Have the Fiend win the title and have that as the main, you know, the main guy going forward on that. The only way I do not see him winning is if they are planning to do Undertaker versus the Fiend, and Undertaker comes out there and screws him over. Like he's about to win and the lights go off and it just goes black. Like, you know, he's about to win. He's got him set up for the sister. I've got lights go off. Boom! Then the lights come back on, and Taker's in the ring. Yeah. And the Fiend and him's kind of looking, and Taker just does a tombstone to him. Yeah. And then the lights go off, and then they come back on, and Seth just kind of like the heck and puts his hand one, two, three, mm-hmm. and that sets up Survivor Series to do the Undertaker versus the Fiend, and a pretty big match. Yeah, big big time match for. So I mean, that's just an option. If that that's about the only way I can see him not winning, and it'd be okay, <laughs> you know. So yeah, because you're setting up for a big match with the Undertaker and stuff like that. So that would be pretty cool. But I feel like he has to win. But like yeah. you said, I don't technically add to the main event. But I mean, overall, it was a good. I mean, it made me more excited. And it was a better ending. Yeah. Because I weren't going home too thrilled with Seth winning, which we knew we probably would. I'm like, because I even said, I was just like, ain't they going to do anything with the, I'm like, how do they not do something with the Fiend here at the end? Because the, the play, the logo at the bottom comes up. When that comes up, pay-per-view, basically. Pay-per-view's done. Yeah. But he, then they did that and stuff, and I said, okay, cool. So, basically, I'm pretty pumped for Hell in a Cell, though, because you got the Fiend versus Seth Rollins, probably Hell in a Cell match. And then you've got Sasha versus Becky, and I'm assuming a Hell in a Cell match. Um, maybe Kofi and Orton. Maybe Kofi, Orton, Hell in a Cell. I don't know which way they're going to go. And then... um. 
and then I guess tomorrow night on Raw, we'll see how the King of the Ring finals go, if that's going to actually lead to something, if either one of them guys are going to get a push. Gable versus Baron Corbin for the championship, yeah. or the King of the Ring, whatever you call it. And who's going to challenge AJ Styles for the USA Championship now? Who's going to step up? Will it be Cedric again, or will it be some new challenger? Right. Um, so, I mean, overall, I'm pretty excited. I think Hell in a Cell, I'm I'm actually really happy because that's our Halloween party. Yes. So, and it's actually going to be a really good card. So, at least people will have a reason to probably want to actually come to it because they'll be like, yeah. uh, I don't really want to. I mean, yeah, the Halloween party would be cool, but God almighty, that pay-per-view is so. Really. <laughs> so, hopefully, we actually got a decent card. Yeah. It makes me mad this is not the pay-per-view in Atlanta now. Yes. Oh, man, that'd be cool. I got a notification today. Whoever had the Facebook group at the Hell in a Cell in Atlanta. They canceled their thing because I guess they finally realized, no, nah, it's yeah. it's not in, <laughs> not in Atlanta. Because God, yeah, if it, I would definitely be right there if it was. So, yeah. but overall, thoughts on the pay per view? Yeah. I would go with seven three and a half. Yeah, I was gonna go say yeah seven four, but yeah. So I mean, I, I thought it was decent, but like I said, it had a lot of low sevens. Really, it had two matches that was, which was the two matches you kind of anticipated going in. That would be Becky and Becky and Sasha. Even though it had, and I know people be like, he's a hypocrite. He usually hates DQ. No, I don't always hate DQ finishes if it's done right and yeah, it makes for sense. a reason. And, and this, the next pay per view is like kind of the hell in the sales, kind of like the finishing of the feuds for yeah, the most part. So, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't feel, you know, I thought this was a good time to do it. Yeah. I don't think SummerSlam is a good time to do it. No, no. I do not. I think, but this for a pay per view like. Clash of Champions, yeah. For cock, I feel like that's a that, that's a. I think that's a decent. Uh, I think it's a good ending. Yeah. To build up, especially I mean Sasha just returned. She's getting this heat, and then Bailey just turned heel. So you might as well get as much out of this as you can for right now, and just build up towards it. Um, but yeah, seven point three five. I thought it was decent pay per view. No terrible matches really. I mean, what match did I think? I mean, I really, there was none I really thought was terrible. Not just God awful. I mean, Kofi and Orton really wasn't the most, in, like, oh, my God, I love this, you know. But yeah. there at the end, I was like, okay, cool. He could the RK out of somewheres, but. We didn't get nothing less than a six, so I thought it was a successful yeah. match. You know? Yeah, for a match, especially with all these title matches, and some of them I'm just like, has no storyline and no involvement. Like, I had no care for them at all. Yeah. So, 7.35, pretty decent. Hell in a Cell, I already got way more expectations. If I'm saying Hell in a Cell is at 7.35, I would be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, it better be more around the at least the 7.88 range, I feel like. Seven, yeah. And I know I shouldn't pre-rank, but I'm kind of that's the range I feel like. The lowest it should be. I think Hell in a Cell should actually be one of the better pay-per-views of the year, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, high standards for Hell in a Cell. So definitely got to stay tuned on for that one. But Dale, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of agreeing with you there. I was going to give it a seven four on the whole night. You know, I said a lot of matches. Uh, you know, like we thought was going to be good, end up being pretty good. You know, and some of the matches not really too intrigued for. I mean, they end up being all right. The way I looked at it. seven four solid ranking, I thought. Um, but you know, that's my kind of thoughts the same thoughts on clash champions you had really. I'm excited for the fiend and them. You know, ongoing into hell in the cell, Becky and Sasha. It'd be great. <clears throat> and, you know, what they do with some of these other titles, you know, hopefully they continue feuds or add new fresh faces to it. And then hopefully, you know, whoever the King of the Ring winner is, hopefully that actually means something, you know, going in. So, uh, but that being said, that's our Clash of Champions uh, post show. Um, overall, you know, like I said, thought it was a decent show.
So I'm not going to bed tonight. Just this totally disappointed. So I thought it's a good night. But you can follow us. Like I said again, Pro Wrestling Talk at Pro Wrestling TLK, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Follow myself at Travis Terry Two on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can uh, go subscribe to us on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify. Da- uh, you know, download all those apps there and follow us on there. And you know, if you download Anchor though, you get it first on Anchor. So like I said, you hear it when it first drops here, and probably just in about ten. 10 minutes or so i'll i'll upload that to anchor and then upload it to itunes probably sometime tomorrow but uh collar use that promo code pwt at the checkout save 10 percent on your order uh wrestlerumble.com go over there you know they'll have one a, a prediction uh show or predictions there for the helmet sale uh so definitely go over there and follow them on there uh yummy teeth on youtube follow them uh mike you want to go ahead and give your social media plugs before we sign off for the evening yeah you can follow me at mh show 21 mhshow 21 that's on snapchat twitter and instagram and on youtube and yeah that's pretty much me in a nutshell that's my, that's mike and then this is the varsity villain and the late show signing out for the evening and we'll be back uh, to you um in about a month here at the uh hell in the cell prediction show so guys stay tuned go over and make sure you follow us on all platforms but until then this is the varsity villain and the late show signing out peace